Good morning, Friends Church. My name is Emily. I'm part of the charitable giving team here. And on this Thanksgiving weekend, I know most of the messaging that we hear is trying to think of things that we are thankful for. So instead of asking you what you're thankful for, I just want to tell you that we are thankful for you. Um, We're thankful for you showing up, whether in person or online. We're thankful for your engagement in this community. And we're thankful for your financial support as well. Everything that we do here at Friends Church is funded entirely by our community. We don't get funding from anywhere outside. And so we're very thankful that you give and that you allow us to continue doing what we do. If you've never um, just thought about giving before and thought about donating to Friends Church, I would ask you to consider that today. Um, There are three different ways that you can give. You can give either online on our website, you can give through our app, or if you are in person, we have a black box at the back that you can drop donations in. These donations can be one time or they can be um, a pre-authorized giving. We really do love our pre-authorized givers because it provides a sense of security and stability and predictability so that we know what we're planning with and we can plan well. So I just want to thank you for being a part of this and for helping Friends Church to make a difference in this world. And I hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend in whatever form that's going to take for you this year. Thank you. Right on. Thanks, Emily. Good morning, everyone. And happy Thanksgiving to all of you. How many uh, do the turkey thing? How How many are getting ready to do the turkey thing? Okay, great. Uh, how many uh, vegetarians out there doing uh, vegetarian options? Okay, I see some hands going up. No shame there. Uh, how many do the ham thing? They're just veering off the turkey thing. To the, okay, yeah, we got, we got a real kaleidoscope of different expressions of Thanksgiving here. It's awesome. Hey, I want to start off with a question. Um, when was the last time you experienced uh, one of those moments that was just heavy? Like, had some, had some gravity to it. You know, they, they come in all shapes and sizes, but where you just, something was going down and you just felt maybe this overwhelming sense that whew, this, this moment is special or this, there's something going on here. You know, maybe shivers went up the back of your neck. You just or you were just at a loss for words. I've been watching for these moments, and I'm going to tell you why in a little bit, but I had one of them this past week. My, my hockey buddies, I've told you, we have this WhatsApp group. We, everyone's engaged on this thing, and there's a lot of stuff that gets said and done on this WhatsApp group. I mean, so much so that often I, when I kind of open up the app and look, there's like 300 different interactions going on. I'm just like, oh, do I have an hour and a half to read through all of this? But these guys are constantly posting about the latest hockey game, trades, politics, COVID-19, someone you know, is interested in doing this this weekend, anyone up, we're going golfing, hey, anyone, blah, blah, blah. Like, just, you name it, it goes on here. Sometimes they're chirping each other about how poorly they played last Sunday, you know, whatever. Some of it's really savage, like, where I'm just like, ooh, that was over the line, that. And then other times, it's just lighthearted stuff, right? 
I, uh, I sat down on the couch the other night. I just uh, had been working late. I just got it kind of settled. I was going to watch some TV, and I got a text on my phone saying, Jeff, check out WhatsApp. Something's gone down. It was one of the guys. And so I quickly opened up the WhatsApp, and I'm trying to figure out what he's talking about. And I scroll down, and all of a sudden I realized that one of the guys... Um, something, something tragic had happened. He, he was a part of a family business, big, large construction company, and uh, he was sick. Uh, he didn't feel well, and so he didn't go to work, and his dad said, you know, know what, I, no problem, I'll go in and uh, kind of keep an eye on things. Well, that day, his dad had a tragic accident and was killed on the workplace. And as I'm scrolling through here, I mean, I just stopped. It was just like jarring. And I don't know what I said, but Kathy and the boys, they kind of looked over at me and they're going, what's going on? I said, you know Marv. They're going, yeah. I said, his dad was killed like yesterday. They're going, what happened? I said, I don't even know yet. And so I'm, flipping through and there's a little bit of an explanation but as I'm flipping through it was amazing the tone the feel of this whatsapp group it's just like it changed like this all of a sudden all these guys coming out of the woodwork offering up their heartfelt condolences and sympathies. They began sharing from the heart and encouraging this guy. I mean, times pass, these guys are just vicious with each other, you know. All of a sudden, they're just entering into this guy's pain. Like, I didn't think this group was possible, capable of. And I'm, I'm reading through it and I'm trying to think of what I can say and I'm seeing all these other comments coming out and I'm just like going, wow. That is amazing that that's coming from you. This, and I can see Arv responding. I'm just like, oh my God, this is so incredible to see this moment. I just, I hadn't witnessed this among this group. Before long, all of a sudden, a new, I get invited to a new WhatsApp group. It's our entire team minus this guy. And they're all saying, what are we doing? What can we do? Arv was out in Vancouver now to be with his family. and Guys are going, all right, food. We're, we're, we're going to send the entire family. And it's a, you know, part of the, you know, an East Indian family. Everyone converges. Some of these guys understand this. They're going, they're going to have family everywhere. We need to... We need to rally some, some food for the entire family. So they said, we're sending flowers. Two guys booked flights. They're going out. They just want to be around Arv. Like, uh, it just choked me up. I'm going, you guys, this is so, I mean, I'm watching all this. I'm just going, wow. Kathy's going, what? 
what's happening? As I'm watching it all, I just had no words. I didn't know how to explain what I was feeling in watching what was happening amongst this group of guys, the community, the love, the, the commitment to each other. It was just a heavy moment I felt. Have you ever had those kind of heavy moments? You're just like, holy shit, what am I observing here? What am I watching in these people? I've had another kind of heavy moment. Sinking back, and this happened a while back, but we were sitting out in our yard around the fire pit. And it was something whenever the calm night happened and the slain, the boys loved it. They'd get the fire going. We'd sit around in these big Adirondack chairs and stare up the sky. You know, it's like a hot tub. You know, it just generates beautiful conversations. And I don't know even which boy, but one of our boys began looking up and began sharing some of their latest astronomy learnings. One of them said, you realize that the closest, we were just looking up the stars, I'm like going, this is not mind-blowing how crazy large space is. I said something like that. One of the boys said, you know, the closest star, Dad, is about 4.3 light years away. So we would take a light to travel from that star. What's it called? Proxima Centauri. It would take about 4.2 light years. Well, 4.2 years for light to travel from there to here, to Earth. I said, that doesn't seem very that far. 4.2 light years? You do the math on that. You know how far away that is? 40 trillion kilometers away. Closest star. remember just sitting there going, that's the closest star? Is that in our galaxy? Oh, yeah. The Milky Way galaxy, they figure, is about 100,000 light years across our galaxy. 100,000 light years. Three to 6,000 kilometers thick. There are stars within our galaxy that are 4,000 light years away. Proxima Centauri, four. 40 trillion kilometers away. Others are 4,000 light years away. There are solar systems, others beyond the Milky Way, other galaxies, they say that are millions of light years away. I remember sitting in my backyard, man, and my brain was just cramping so hard. I just, I had one of these moments as I'm looking out into space, thinking about these stars that we're looking at. The light we're seeing is already years old. We're looking into the past, like, <coughs> and then I had this moment that just said, we're here for 80 to 90 years if we're lucky. 
there's got to be more going on here. You know, every now and then you just feel like everything that's happening in this earth, on this planet, it's like the center of the universe. It's like Toronto of the sports world. You just believe you're the center of the universe, you know? And then you start thinking about that and you're going, we are something bigger and wider must be going on here. You ever had one of those moments? Bet you have. I've heard some say they've experienced those heavy moments, those, those mind bomb moments when they're standing on the top of a mountain summit they've just climbed. And they look out, they know they're this little speck on the edge of this mountain looking over these mountain ranges. Just like, Some have talked about when they, they experience it when they're holding onto their little new, newborn baby. Just like, holy crap. Look at their little hands, their fingernails. Some have felt it when they're in the middle of one of the darkest moments of their life, like, like Craig was talking about this morning. When there's this loss of a loved one, it's like life just comes street, screeching to a halt, perspective. All of a sudden, you get lifted up to 100,000 feet over life. It's like, what is going on? For some, it happens when they watch their buddies reaching out to someone in need. And they feel the love coursing through people's veins. I mean, these happen, these moments, they happen in so many different ways. It just leaves you breathless. Going, this moment right here is magic. What is this? In Celtic Christianity, they call these moments thin places, where the layer, the membrane between the physical, tangible world and the spiritual dimension, it's like it gets so razor thin. It's, it's almost like you look out and you it's almost like you can sense something is there something else is happening here something's going on they called it a thin place you could sense the sacred sense the divine the ancient hebrews believed that everything exists because of an explosive expansive surprising creative energy that's surging through all things holding everything together giving the universe this life and depth and fullness they called it the ruach of god the breath of god they didn't see it as some abstract realm off in the heavenlies somewhere up in the clouds it seems they saw this presence right here, parked an inch from your ear, announcing to you like a megaphone that this thing you're feeling, this thing that you're sensing, this thing that's making the hair on the back of your neck stand up, this where the tears are flowing. I was talking to a woman the other day. She says, I come into your service and the music started playing. She goes, I don't know what happened. But I couldn't contain myself. I just, I'm, I'm bawling. What's going on? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Hebrews believed this energy, this Ruach, the breath of God, it's right here. And it's announcing to us that what you're feeling is real. It's happening. And it's not to be dismissed. It's not to be denied. It's not to be explained away. One of the psalmists, and it's funny, they were singing about it today, wrote, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I get away from you? I can't. When I flee, <laughs> I, I try. I go way up there, there you are. I go way down there, there you are. You're everywhere. You're right here. I can sense it. Around here, we've been calling these moments transcendent we moments. Last week, we talked about the we. When the I begins to harmonize with our they, begin to realize the people in our world that we're called to love and serve and give to, that's our they. But we realize too that we have needs. That's our I. We realize what we need and want and who we are to be authentically us. And when we merge the two, when when we assert what we need to be healthy along with our care and our love for those others, we experience we. But then above that, there are these moments. Beyond the practical, tangible stuff of loving our neighbor, we enter into this experience of something deeper and wider the more we call these transcendent we moments where we sense something bigger, something wider, something deeper is happening. Now, I know as I talk about this, you might be thinking, wow, Jeff is pretty convinced of these things. And it hasn't always been that way. You need to know that. In fact, it's only been after these last number of years, and I can't even, the window kind of is murky, when I've, I, I, I kind of came back to them, where I began realizing, oh, I'm becoming suspicious that there is something here. You see, I grew up in an experience in a church, in a tradition, that was all about these mysterious, nebulous, Moments. Every time something happened, everyone was quick to say, oh, oh, that was God. Oh, that was this. And it, like, I, I grew up in it so much, and I heard it so many times, where sometimes I'm going, no, that wasn't that. That was too much pizza last night, pal. That's what you got going on there. Skepticism started building. Began watching people call this and that God. And I was just like, I, I don't think that's that. I think that's that's a neat thing that happened, but don't let's not let's not call that. Like pretty soon everything became these mysterious moments. It's like they're chasing. I just began to turn me off a bit. I became so skeptical. I'm just like, you know what? Let's not talk about these things that can't be proven. They're so slippery. Someone's saying, oh, that's and I can't I can't prove that they're wrong. But I'm just like, let's not talk about that. Even as a pastor, I found myself just wanting to chase the empirical. Let's talk about science. Let's, let's keep both our feet on the floor, or can we? Let's not get all spooky and woo-woo about anything here. Let's talk about things that we can touch and feel and taste. Jesus says, love God and love your neighbor. I'm going, yeah, the love God thing, that's, uh, I don't know even what that is. 
Park that. Love your neighbor. Let's just start there. That's my reaction. You begin to just want to bring up things that even those who are more academically inclined, they won't dismiss easily. They can't. We're talking about facts here. Began to kind of run into the scientific world, almost hoping, almost thinking that one day perhaps science will explain all these weird, mysterious things. One day, science will, I mean, hey, they've been able to figure out that earthquakes aren't caused by some kind of divine anger. Hurricanes aren't because someone pissed off God. No, they happen. Weather systems create bad storms. A lot of stuff that once was very kind of miraculous or tied to this divine supernatural belief, you know, kind of got disproven by science. In my head, I was like, yeah, I think probably that's what's going to happen to most of this stuff. And there was a part of me that was going, I hope it does. But you know, the more you push into the kind of the scientific realm, longing to just prove everything, all the experiences, these feelings when the hair goes on the back, like all these kind of things, you, you, you begin to realize that there are m- many experiences in life that science doesn't really have great answers for. Science has its limits. It can't explain everything, at least not at this point. In the midst of my skepticism, I began wrestling with something called holism. I've ch- chatted with, it, uh, with you about this before. But to explain holism, the concept, it, you, if you could just imagine some scientists sitting around a human body and beginning to dissect that body, bone by bone, cell by cell, breaking it down, having all these containers, you know? You'd have your leg in one container and you know, your skin over here, they collect all the blood, they keep it over here. You're just breaking it down, breaking it down until all you'd have across one massive counter would be all your intricate individual parts of a human body laid out. But at, the que- at, at some point, the question would be asked, where exactly is th- this person located in all of these parts? Like, where is this person? You could pull every single part of the body right down to the last atom, have them all divided up, and yet never begin, never be able to locate the essence that we know to be that person, to be you. Qualities characteristics of that person. There are dimensions, and this is the thing about holism, there are dimensions to you that transcend the actual parts of your body. Qualities and characteristics that emerge only at a larger collective level when all the parts are assembled. This is holism. It's the truth that your consciousness, your personality, your awareness cannot be located somewhere in your physicality. It can't be. 
much like how your identity, all your thoughts, your fears, your favorite shows on Netflix, your ideas about COVID-19, your opinion on the latest Bond movie that just came out. None of it can be detected in your shoulder or your femur or your kidneys. Holism is the living, breathing truth that you, the whole, are more than the sum of your parts. There's more going on here that science can't explain. It has no handles for some of this stuff. Science does an excellent job of telling me why I don't have a tail. But it can't seem to tell me why I find that fascinating. Science shines when it comes to dealing with parts and pieces and atoms and cells and neutrons and electrons and protons. But it doesn't do all that well with soul. You know what I mean by that? I mean, just explain how that particular song moved you. Articulate why you fell in love with that person. Provide data for the manner in which that sunset or that landscape or that piece of art or that musical experience or that conversation with your best friend. Explain through data how that thing made something inside you leap and dance or bawl your eyes out. Science doesn't really know what to do with these experiences that you and I positively know to be real. Even though we'd be hard pressed to prove it. Thing is you can't empirically stand over these transcendent we moments where you you smell something, you you feel something's going on. You You can't sit there and dissect them. No, they hijack you. They can pin you to the ground. They invigorate us, they breathe color into this black and white scientific world. Which, to be honest, come on, let's be really honest, is probably one of the primary reasons you got out of bed this morning and pursued the spiritual journey at some point. It's why you're not just a part of a rotary club or a hobby group or sports or some nonprofit associate. There's a reason why you sought a church even though you might not feel like you fit church, which is most of us. There's still something about church that we're going, I still want something in there. There's something about the spiritual journey that invigorates the soul that these other things leave lacking. Isn't it true? Try to explain it. I don't know how to explain it. Even talking about it today, it's frustrating. How do you put language to something like this? I think most of us are looking for experiences that will touch us and speak to us at some deep level. And it ain't easily handled by math and physics or chemistry or biology. It sits apart from all of that. Beyond the mental and the cerebral parts of our minds, beyond the mechanical the tactile parts of our physicality, beyond just the fact that we're 
we're doing these different things to get along in life. Something deeper is going on. Yes, Lord. (laughs) There's more here than can be explained away. Life just seems so much deeper than all of this. It seems we have something inside us that's humming at a frequency that's connecting all of us to something wider. Question is, can you open yourself up to that? That's what I've been wrestling with over the last number of years. At a point, I just kind of shut myself off. Every time I had one of those moments, I'm just like, "Ah, that was weird. Anyways, no, nothing. (laughs) No, it's nothing. (laughs) Deep down inside, there's something. It's going, you have no handles for this, Jeff, and it's okay. Just open up to it. Just open up. Because as soon as you can open up, then the challenge, it shifts to just noticing and honoring those moments. Those moments that just create such humility. Going, man, my life feels like the center of the universe. Nope. You have one of those moments and it's just like you start flying at 100,000 feet. You can feel small, but you can be, feel tied into something bigger and wider. When you're able to open yourself up, you, you, you kind of, in some ways, you stop dismissing the stuff. And you just allow your spidey sing- senses to just keep tingling as you're just scanning. This week, as I was holding on to my WhatsApp, my phone and I'm just watching these guys entering into a level of soul connection with each other I just began to celebrate that I could be part of it it's like I kind of witnessed this there's no preaching there's no saying guys we gotta know just to see these natural expressions of love and care celebrated you don't even have to put words to it try to explain exactly what's going on you just soak it up just allow the wonder and the awe to kind of take over how good are you at just opening up to those moments maybe you've been with someone who in some random moment just goes, whoa, check it out. Kathy texted me the other morning. It was early, and I have to be honest, I was sleeping. She was off to work early. She said, Jeff, frickin' look out the window, check out that sunrise. In that moment, I'm like going, you woke me up for that? She's having one of those moments. Sometimes 
It's being sensitive to when those moments are happening even around us and other people. And acknowledging them and celebrating them. You see someone just flooding with emotions and you're going, what just happened? You all right? You okay? Just, just grateful for what we got. It's Thanksgiving weekend. You're going to sit around the table, maybe. You're going to be with loved ones. And if you're open, it's amazing how just in the presence of people, you begin to acknowledge the relationship, the connection, the bond with people. Moments of love. You can feel these thin places, these transcendent wee moments. They're there if you're noticing. Here at Friends Church, this is what we're about. We are pushing you to open up your eye, to assert what you need, to not just be martyrs in your world and give yourself away, but take care of yourself. Be true to who you are, but reach out and love. All these practical expressions, but I'm telling you, something will give life to your soul, and it's found in these moments. And I'd love to give some kind of formula for how you create these. I don't even know how you create them. I don't know even know if you can. I think it's all about just noticing them as they're happening around you. And the people that I know that are so tuned in, they're picking up on them. It's like their life just becomes like 4K definition. It's like the colors become so rich. Every conversation becomes just so multidimensional. They walk away going, was this a great day or what? People are going, what's so great about it? And there's a sadness when there's such a closed mind to these moments. If you can just open up your heart, open up your soul to them. Oh, it's amazing how life changes. Every moment, every conversation, every event, it's just like your antenna. It's just, you know what I mean? All of a sudden, I'm going, oh, we got something going on here. Everything I'm talking about here, over the last few years, I'd be going, Jeff, don't you talk that way. Now, I can't dismiss this stuff. I may not explain it well, but I can't dismiss it. And my hope, our hope, is for everyone in in an increasing fashion throughout the day, throughout the weeks, throughout these years. Like the music we play on Sunday, if you listen carefully, it's all about these transcendent we moments where it just opens up your mind in a so often poetic fashion talking about these expressions and these experiences, these moments where our soul just goes, something's up. What is this I feel? We want to create thin places here for you to experience, but not just here. We want to encourage you to have your radar up. Every moment that comes by where it's like, ooh, the heavy, the the gravity 
It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just sit. Just sit. Observe. Take it in. Let it wash over you. It does something that's so hard to explain. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I hope you have a one of those this week. You know, this Thanksgiving weekend, there's something just, just uh, resonating, humming inside of me in all the crap that's gone on over the last couple of years. When there is a part of our mind and our egoic being that wants to just magnify every freaking thing that has gone wrong every form of suffering, everything we don't like, every argument that we can't seem to get around in the family, whether it's COVID or politics or whatever, it it just wants to glam it and just splatter that all around us. In this moment, we have an opportunity. Turn down the volume of that stuff and just start scanning for the thin place that might just be right here, here, right here. Oh, I hope you have one sitting around the things. I had one yesterday. We're uh, gathered as a family. Cool. Yeah. May we all be open to these moments that make our souls and our hearts dance. Have a great week, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Get out there and enjoy your time, friends and family, and the weather while we got it, all right? That's it. Go on. All right. <laughs>